John chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. There's that word, Lenny. Do you have it yet? <laughs> Six days before the what, Lenny? Passover. Passover. If you were here Friday, you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Jesus arrived where at? At Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard and expensive perfume. And scholars would agree that it's about a year's wage for a man. It takes about a, a man, it would take his entire wages for a, a whole year to uh, accumulate this kind of expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Great story up to now. But now enter the fly. By the way, that's the title of my sermon. The fly or the spy. But one of his disciples, what was his name? Judas Iscariot. What a scary name, huh? Who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth, there it is. What? A year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a what? As keeper of the money bag. In other words, he had the bag. He used to help himself to what was put into it. Uh-oh. Thief. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came. Not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus who had been raised from the dead. Father, I pray that we would utilize this half hour for the teaching and expositing of your word and that many, Lord God, would come to the knowledge of your word and respond thereby. Reciprocation. I ask it all in Jesus' name and everybody together said, yeah. and greet one another one more time in the love of the Lord. Shake a few hands prior to your being seated. The fly or the spy. You know, there's certain people that you got to push them to do something. There's others that will just do it. And it depends on what it might be. When it comes to tithing, that's the way it is. I'm going to be speaking on tithing here today. Uh, and I was listening to a sermon this morning. Maybe some of you were as well. Charles Stanley was speaking on tithing. And we like to listen to different sermons and on television or whatever when we're getting ready in the morning. And he was speaking on this and it was confirmation. Uh, and you know what? I like some of the things he said. He said, if you can count to 10, you can tithe. Uh, then he said this. He says, listen, God will not ask you to do something you are not capable of doing. Uh, he said it's out of his character to do so. And it is. It's out of his character. God's not going to ask you to do something that you are not capable of doing. Matter of fact, and I was thinking about that when he said that. And I, and I thought to myself, we've studied Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 is known as the what? The hall of faith. Not, you know, of fame, but of faith. And it mentions all kinds of people there in the hall of faith. Uh, David, who's mentioned near the, near the end, uh, Moses, and Rahab, who I studied about this past week, uh, Rahab. I mean, a number of individuals are, are mentioned there. Abraham, the father of faith. 
uh, a number of people I mentioned there. But you know that we, when we studied that, that uh, uh, portion of scripture one time, we mentioned the fact that the first person mentioned in the hall of faith was who? Can anybody remember? God. God. Even before Abraham, even before uh, Adam and Eve, even before, De even before all these people, the first one mentioned in the hall of faith and the first person in the hall of faith is God. It mentions that, I believe it's in verse 3, Hebrews 11, 3. It talks about in God. But let it, most people don't, they, they miss that when they're reading that. They'll say, well, no, uh, you know, uh, Adam was the first one in the hall of faith. Or, or, uh, or no, it was uh, Abraham. He's mentioned first. Or, you know, one of these other people was mentioned first. No, God was. And the reason I believe God is mentioned in the hall of faith first is because he had to have faith to believe in you and I. It takes a whole lot of faith. And we're talking about a whole lot of faith. Uh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Uh, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Uh, who, can, who, who can know it? It, it? It's terrible. But yet God believes in us. And he believes that you can be a tither. All of us. He believes that. Uh, I mean, in our bulletin it says 30% tithing. God believes we should put 100%. Okay, he can do it. He's not going to ask you to do something you are not capable of doing. He believes in you. But some of, again, there's some people that need to be pushed. Because the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And a lot of people don't understand God's word. And, and in putting the sermon together and in studying for it, I, I went back in, in, in recent church history and how the churches that are really thriving are the churches that teach on tithing. We had a lull for a while back in the 60s and 70s and, uh, on church growth. But there's been a lot of church growth as of late because people have been teaching on tithing. My job, and I teach our ministers and our pastors, that my job is to raise three M's. Remember that? Men, which includes women. It's the same gender, okay? Men, morale, and, and money. And that's a fact. If I cannot do that, I don't belong behind this pulpit. Because there's so much to do. We need to be able to hold our head up high in the community and say, hey, that's Victor Dowrich. They take care of their bills. Uh, they, they, they have a good name. The Bible says a good name is far to be desired than riches and rubies and gold and silver. Because all that will take care of itself if you have a good name. God will open the doors of which he's been doing for us here. So many doors have been opened. It's our time. I mean, if, if you can't snap to that. By the way, we got the building. I'll say that again. huh? By the way, we got the, I mean, it's our time, people. But what has God been doing? He's been banding us together, getting us prepared and ready to put all our amens together and our pennies together, our finances together. So some of us, we need to, you know, not be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Many churches back in the 60s and 70s were destroyed because the pastor withheld knowledge of, of tithings and offerings. Uh, and so a lot of them failed to give. And so, hey, they shrank. This church is a, a good example. Not the ones that just left here. They were growing because the, the pastor would teach on tithing and, and giving. But the church prior to this, when he took the church over, there were only 12 members. And they, you know, they, they, they shrank to nothing. And so he walked in, he had a church. Huh? The people left and here he had a church. Uh, but so praise God for that. Uh, because they were not taught and they didn't respond correctly to God's word. Well, today I want to talk about, you know, I want to cover here today is the epitome of the person who has to be taught to give. And that individual here, the spy, excuse me, the fly was Judas. Christ taught him, but he didn't respond. But he was the epitome of individual that needed to be taught how to give. As a matter of fact, we know by the Bible and its teaching that Judas never learned the lesson of giving that Christ tried to teach him here in John 12, 1 through 8. Uh, here we have Mary and Martha again. 
I mean, we, we had the story of Mary and Martha. Martha did a lot of what? A whole lot of serving, a whole lot of working. And Mary was always sitting at the feet of Jesus. Well, this is a, a, a verification that that's what happened before. Because this is a different portion of scripture. And the very same thing is happening again. Martha serving. And Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Only this time, she takes what was considered a year's wage. And she breaks it at Christ's feet. Now, to a woman. And you know, ladies. You know how that is, Virginia Slims. It'll take you, by and large, it's a lot better now. We've come a long way, baby, hallelujah. But it would take, back in those days especially, three to four years to earn what a man would year, earn in one year. So it took her at least three years to earn this pure nard, a pint of it. But yet she thought nothing of responding in love to Jesus. And here is where Judas enters the picture. Okay, enter the fly. See, Judas here becomes the fly. And, I, and the reason I call him the fly is because he becomes the fly in Mary's ointment. That's what happens. You know what happens to ointment when the fly gets in there? Uh, it's like eating in there. No, 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 But that's what happened. It ruined the beans. Hallelujah. It ruined the ointment. Judas, uh, he calls Mary and her expression of love, her expression of gratitude, the Bible says he calls it a waste. He says, what a waste. We could have gotten this and given it to the poor. Uh, listen to me. Goodness will always bring out evil into action. One action of good will always have an equal reaction of evil. That's what always happens. And that's what was transpiring here. Uh, Mary's reaction to the good that Jesus had done for her, while Judas, Judas reacts in evil, as an evil reaction to the good that Mary was doing. That always happens. For one good thing Victor will do, the devil will try and always hit it back. Uh, that, that's why, you know, when you start giving and tithing, don't think it's going to happen easy. You're going to have all this. Your family's going to say, what a waste. Uh, yes, they will. There's a world out there and a devil. One thing my mother always taught me in Spanish and that was a fact, you know. And she was not even a Christian. She would say, Esteban, el diablo no duerme. The devil don't sleep. Even, even the world recognizes that. Uh, and so that's what will happen here. And Judas calls this, you know, an act of love by Mary, a waste. Now, what Judas was saying, what he said, it seemed to be the right thing to say and the right response to do. It seemed to be Using common sense. What a waste. It seems like common sense. You could have used that for your burritos. You could have used that for this. You could have used that for that. Uh, it seems to be, you know, you know, sensible. But all that was only veneer in the case of Judas. It was, it was not the real thing. Judas, his motive was wrong. His motive was impure. Though the ointment was pure, his motive was impure. He wanted to put the money, the Bible says, in the bag. Uh, because the Bible says he was a thief. He wanted the money for himself. He was a pilfering thief. He was the fly in Mary's ointment. Now, many here today, you've already, you know, uh, uh, hung Judas to the nearest tree. What a terrible guy. How could he do that? Uh, you've already hung him to the tree. Uh, you've already put him to death. Uh, what an evil guy. How could, how could it be such a terrible person, such a terrible testimony? 
But believe me, church, you don't have to hang the Judases of this world. They'll hang themselves. They'll take care of themselves. You worry about yourself. That was just work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, but Judases, don't, don't worry about them. Uh, they're going to hang themselves. Uh, they can't live with themselves. Hallelujah. Uh, our job, again, is to take care of ourselves. See, if I was to dismiss this service right now and allow all of you to go home, nearly all of you would enter the same boat or the same tree as Judas did. You'd be in the same company as Judas. Why? Because I haven't picked up the tithes of the offering. You'd all leave here thieves. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. You'd run out the door. Let's go to the burrito stand. Let's go. I mean, I, we could clear this place out fast. The 11 o'clock service would be wondering, man, what got into them? Uh, uh, pockets, you need running. That's all you hear. Pockets jingling. Uh, Bill Foles flapping. Hallelujah. Uh, you'd all be in the same boat as him. Uh, because we haven't picked up the offering yet. You'd all be robbing God. Now, the sad and the scary thing today is that our world is run and influenced, you know, in this modern day, by modern day flies. Uh, modern day Judases. That's how our world is run. I mean, all you got to do is, is be, start tithing. And watch, watch what's going to happen. They're going to tell you the very same thing. What a waste. People don't understand the giving. But I've taught you many times that when you give, you put yourself in what? Blessings way. But it's up to you. Uh, I suggest you believe the Bible. If you don't want to, then it's up to you. Because when you don't, and I have, we have other sermons and other studies, that you, you put yourself in, in a curses way when you don't tithe. And I don't want that for none of you. I don't want none of you to go to hell. Listen, if you had, how many of you are saved and born again? Well, that takes faith. But that means, and that tells me that all of you can tithe. Because that takes faith. A uh, whole lot of faith, but it takes faith. Um, the very same saving grace faith that you had when you got saved, the same faith you need to apply when it comes to giving and tithing unto God. Uh, and you can do it. You can do it. Ah, you water boys, you. Uh, see, most people all knock the church for raising up money uh, for all these good God-ordained projects. I mean, I mean what, a, what a place here. I mean, we have people all over the world. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing it up here. And yet the world knocks it. Oh, well, somebody has once told me that you're known by your friends and by your enemies. Uh, and the people that are knocking it, well, hey, that, that's, a, that's a testimony to what we're doing. And we need to understand that. They still call these things a waste. Why? Because they themselves, like Judas the fly before them, they want the money for themselves. Uh, yes, they do. You know, most cities are more concerned with tax revenue Ah, uh, then a man-made new. Not us. I mean, just, just him alone. I mean, my God, I know his touch, I know his background. To see his boy sitting here with him with his head on his chest. That money can't buy that. You know that. And I, I, I get in there, man. Sometimes I wish I was his kid, you know. Uh, I mean, but people are concerned with tax revenue than a man-made new. A woman-made new. No, 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 no. We cannot be like that. They're destroyed for lack of knowledge. We know better. And we need to understand that. But that's the way most people are. Uh, well, you can't build a place right there because they do not pay taxes. Churches do not pay taxes. My God. America better look out. 
Thank God that we have missionaries all over the world. But you know as good as I do now that third world countries are sending missionaries to us. Go to any Korean churches around here. They were missionaries sent by Korea. Because Korea's on fire for God right now. Ah, it's not a waste. Now, with Mary, quick, Jesus quickly comes to her defense. When Judas accuses her of a waste, he says, leave her alone. She's done this for me. He says, the poor you have with you always, but not me. Jesus was saying that you and I will always have an opportunity to help the poor. That's a given. That should be understood. And that should be not left undone. Not at all. But he says, the opportunity to do good to God and to repay or to react to the mercies and the love of God, they need to be taken advantage of that opportunity. And we need to do that as well. And that's what he's talking about here. Mary had done just that. As a matter of fact, she had poured out her, 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 her gratitude and her, her appreciation so much on, on Christ that there was access. She gave above and beyond. She had, to pour out, she had to clean his feet with her hair. Maybe I might have to use my tie. Hallelujah. Uh, because she did it in access. Remember that? She gave lavishly. And we've studied, we've, we, we have a sermon on this from her as well called Yes. I have a sermon called Yes. When, when, when Mary did this, all of heaven went, God went, yes, yes. You know how people go, when, when do people go, yes, nowadays? Like whenever they score a touchdown, yes. If you're a Niner fan and the Raiders score a touchdown, you go, yes. No, you don't. Uh, but if you're a Raider fan, uh, I mean, you know, I have the UTC Center. The, the young ladies are staying at my house yesterday. And I didn't know the score. I purposely didn't close my ears to the A's game because I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Dodger fan. But I live near Oakland, and one of my good friends plays for the Oakland Ace. And they're in the race. And they're doing, they're in first now for the wild card. <laughs> and the Dodgers, no, no. Uh, I mean, I, I got all excited. The, the girls were like, uh, my daughter was looking at me, I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to go to a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, because we get excited. Well, that's what gets God. When people that were not a people, they start giving, and he knows how difficult it can be, but they break through in faith, and they give unto God what is rightfully his. God goes, yes! Yes! Or like my daughter might be listening to, uh, to a sermon right now, and the sermon's going, yes! Because she's in San Jose, listen to Pastor Ed. Uh, <laughs> that's what Pastor Ed would do. Uh, if you've never heard him preach, uh, you will. Praise God. Now, why all, the, why all this display of love from Mary? Well, no doubt because of the gratitude that she had in her heart. What God had done for her and her family in Christ Jesus. Spending all that time at the feet of Christ had taught her a lot. See, she wasn't destroyed because she had a lot of knowledge. She would sit at the feet of Jesus. You come to church a lot, you're going to have a lot of knowledge. You study your word, you're going to have a lot of knowledge. Uh, and that's the way she did. She reacted in knowledge. See, she knew a lot about the forgiveness and the mercy of God. She herself had partaken of that forgiveness and of that salvation. She was grateful, in other words. She knew what God had done in her life. See, true peace belonged to Mary. Contentment and heaven were hers. What more could somebody ask for? I've been delivered, praise the Lord. 
Uh, it wasn't that hard for her to, to react in love. That's reciprocation. It's like a bouncing basketball. You throw it this way, it's going to react this way. Well, God threw his love and Mary threw it right back. Uh, she was the original WNBA. Uh, then also, why, why, was, why did she give so lavishly? Not only had she felt, you know, uh, the love and forgiveness in her life, but also Lazarus. Uh, her brother Lazarus had been raised from the dead. Her brother Lazarus was in the home. I mean, hey, yeah. We have homes, men's homes. And some of you, a lot of you are a product of, maybe you didn't go through the home, but somebody in your family did. Somebody was touched, and so you're touched. That's what happened with Mary. She says, my God, my, my brother, oh, lass. Uh, he was a walking dead man out there. Nothing but filth and bones and, and drugs and alcohol and jail and all that stuff. But now he's been raised from the dead. Uh, it was easy for her to react to that. It wasn't hard. Uh, he'd had quite a terrible past running hard on the streets of Bethany. He'd been running the streets of Bethany. Man, looking out for the cops. Uh, see, Lazarus had been spiritually dead till one day Jesus came and righteously raised him from the dead. See, no, Mary would never be one to be accused of withholding. Now, let us look at Luke 19. Let us look at the spy. That was the fly, Judas. Let's look at the spy. Luke 19. See, the Bible says, There is he that withholdeth in Proverbs 11, and it all comes to nothing. But then there's he that scattereth, and it all comes back to him. And we don't want to withhold. Mary didn't withhold. When you withhold from God, it's all going to come to nothing. I had a good, there was a group of years ago, and I often quote this because it was so powerful. Uh, there were a group called Parable, and they would travel with me to the jails, and they were real famous. They were like one, one of the top groups in America. But I would ask them to go to the jails, they would go. They would go to the prisons for free. Uh, that was heavy. And they could, they could get top dollar. But they had a song. It says, the world is holding on to nothing. Still, it won't let go. I said, oh, my God. Uh, and that's what happens a lot of times. Uh, we're, holding, we're not holding on to nothing. Greed. Charles Stanley said this morning, the reason people don't tithe is because three reasons. Greed, selfishness, and unbelief. Greed, selfishness, and unbelief. Do you have Luke? Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And by the way, you know what Jericho stands for in a sense? It's first fruit. Remember Jericho, Jesus says, he told Achan, don't, don't get nothing from Jericho. It belongs to me. Because that was the first city taken when they came into Canaan's fair land. Jericho. Jericho was like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch it. So when Achan grabbed some things from Jericho... That belonged to God. It's like the tithe. Jericho stands for the tithe of God. Okay, it belongs to God. Who, who does the tithe belong to? God. Don't touch him, mariachi. Huh? Was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. And was what? Rich or wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But being... A short man, <clears throat> he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Lenny was on the other limb. Since Jesus was coming that way, <laughs> I, 
I'm not talking about our Lenny. <laughs> Since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to them, I mean to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. This tax collector, this publican. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, 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 here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, and when he had, big time, I will pay back, what, how many times? Four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Here is the spy. I would call him, and those of you that are over 45 would, will understand this. The spy who came in from the gold. Then this is over 45. Uh, years ago, there was a movie. I believe Richard Burton came out of it. Uh, how come all spies have to look handsome? Uh, they were in the TV, movies. It was called The Spy Who Came In From The Cold. Uh, he was from Russia or something. Well, this is a spy who came in from the gold. Uh, and in the story of the fly, the story that we covered earlier, Judas, we saw a man who found it super, super hard to give. But here in this story, the story of the spy, Zacchaeus, a man who, like Mary of Bethany, once he was genuinely touched by the master, he found it rather easy to give to God. And that's usually the case. Some people find it so very easy to give of their gold, while others, due to a number of reasons, find it ever so difficult to give unto God what is already rightfully his, and we've covered that before. See, Zacchaeus, though he within himself found it easy to give to God, yet when you study carefully his life, you're going to see that it should have been hard for him to give to God because he was an individual who, who had been mastered by mammon. Mammon is a word that Jesus gave for money. See, because mammon is a spirit. And listen, let me tell you something. Uh, when you don't use money correctly, it becomes mammon. It's an evil spirit. And how many know that those evil spirits can mess with you? Amen. I think many of you come in here, mammon, mammon doubt. Or no, mammon did. The mammon's got to be prayed out. Maybe we should have a healing service here today. Mammon, come out of there. Uh, I mean, I, I, I can imagine. It'd be the latest Pentecostal movement. Uh, Brownsville would be here to cover it. And, 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 and Tampa, Florida, the people would be coming over here and say, wow, what's been happening? You should see the pastors praying you know, for mammon. Mammon, come out of there. And they just flying out. Pass. Mammon, come out of there. Pass. You know, just flying out. Uh, come out of there, mammon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to duplicate that one in the 11 o'clock service. Uh, uh, but a lot of us, it's, it's, it's a spirit that gets us. And it always lies. But what have I told you before? Sometimes all the devil's got to do is lie to you one time. All they want is your money. He's already got you. Maybe two lies, three lies. But he's going to keep, he's a liar. He's a father of all lies. What does that mean? Fathers make babies. Fathers give birth. He keeps birthing lie after lie after lie. He comes up with some good ones. The father of all lies. He's like, oh, look, oh, look, look at this. Huh? You see the new suit Pastor Steve got? Yeah, it doesn't even match. 
Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to look like today. Oh, well, mix and match. Hallelujah. Uh, I wanted to look sporty this morning, like Zacchaeus' friend. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. See, those Zacchaeus made it easy, okay, to, to give to God. Uh, the circumstances and the situations before him would not and could not make it easy for him to give to God. Though he made it easy because he made it, he, he had settled the issue in his heart. I'm going to tie them, I'm going to give, that's it. But the situation and the surroundings around him made it, would make it difficult. The Bible says he was a tax collector or a publican. Some of your translations say publican, right? A republican. No, 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 no. Uh, a publican. See, publicans were despised and even hated by the Jews because they were Jews themselves. They were Jews that had been picked by the government to, to bring and, and, and to extort actually almost taxes from the, from the people. Publicans picked up the taxes and they could pick up as much as they, they wanted to. All they had to do was meet a government quota. Rome told them, all you got to do is come up with this amount. Anything above and beyond is yours. So man, these guys, they had no heart. They were above feeling. We say in Spanish, he didn't give an oliase. You ever heard that one, George? Right? He didn't give an oliase. He didn't, he didn't care. Uh, and we know what, that's what it takes to get divorced. Uh, what's that word that we talk about? Indifferent. Uh, these guys were divorced from humanity. They'd been divorced already. And you know what? Those of you that have been divorced, you know what I'm talking about. You become indifferent. I don't love him anymore. Uh, if you do, I pray you get him back. Hallelujah. That's for somebody here. Uh, because that love's still there. But once the indifference is there, forget it. He, he was indifferent towards the world. He could care less what you thought. What anybody else thought. All he thought about was his money. That was what publicans did. Publicans were in a league of their own. That's what they were. And since they had to be past feelings, they no doubt... Uh, would raise some heavy impositions on their very own people, the Jews. These guys had to be totally business-only minded, and that's it. No heart. To be a publican was to live well below the integrity level. Way above, you know, the, 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 the poverty level, but way below the integrity level. Are you with me? To be publican, it meant that words like morals and character and integrity had little value to them. They, they didn't mean nothing to them at all. Publicans, no doubt, they had their own set of jokes. Sort of like lawyers or attorneys. Uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm not in a lawyer, but you know, I, I see it in movies where the, the cops have their own bar or their own pub. And what do they call it a pub? For the publicans. Uh, they had their own set of jokes. Uh, how many publicans does it take to, you know? Aye, aye, aye. And you, you, you figure that one out. Uh, but they hung out in pubs. Now let's get back to the spy who came in from the gold. As we get close to closing here. Zacchaeus had to have become quite a character once his life was truly touched by God. In other words, it wasn't easy to be, in, to be a giver as, as him. All the odds were against him. All the pubs were against him. All the lies were against him, but yet he did it. He fought against mammon. He fought against all these lies, and he was a great giver. And we read that account here in the book of Luke. This man not only rises above his own school of sharks and shylarks, but he goes on to make it to the very top. 
He goes on to rise above nearly all the people by his, you know, willingness to nearly give everything away. Zacchaeus, like Mary of Bethany, instantly made it to the third level sacrificial giving. Right away, as soon as he got saved, boom, he jumped to the top in giving. Like the widow woman who gave all. What a bunch of people these people are. But may their tribe increase. And some of the tribe is in here today. Now, the key to Zacchaeus' reaction of love, like Mary before him, was that he had truly repented and had truly found repentance. And this guy was not a half-hearted, double-minded kind of an individual, Zacchaeus. When Zacchaeus said he was going to do something, he didn't just pussyfoot around, no. He meant it, and he would carry it out. This is the kind of person he was. If he said he was going to give, he didn't give half-hearted. The Bible says he gave half his wealth. Figure that one out. He didn't give half-hearted, he gave half of his wealth. Besides the offerings of restoring fourfold the people that he had burned. Think about it. He tells Jesus when he gets saved, I'm going to give half uh, of all that I've earned. I'm going to give half. Then he says, plus, I'm going to give, if I burn Veto for $1,000, I'm going to give him how many? $4,000. And he burned a lot of people. He hung out on A Street. I think he had, that's where he set up. Uh, he set up on Princeton and A Street. There's where he set up. Burned a lot of people. Oh, here we go again. I did that two weeks ago. I haven't driven that red car since, you know. <laughs> but praise God, never have any long-haired girls. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Let's go on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Uh, how about all of us here today? When Christ touches us, did we start out by making a commitment to God that we were going to be loyal and faithful givers and tithers to the Lord? But then we allowed certain things to get in our way, to block our path to Jesus. Nothing got in the, in the way of Zacchaeus, nothing. When he heard Jesus coming his way, he got, in his, he got up to him. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. I'm going to get to him. Nothing got in his way. He was not a half-hearted kind of guy. He did everything all the way. Nothing got in his path. But some of us, we can let things get in our way. Say, so, well, you know, this week I won't give. This week I won't. Listen, when you go on vacation, make sure your ties stay here. Make sure, hey, God still knows. They don't know. But God knows. Uh, it's very, very important. Uh, because we're, we're in this thing together. We're in this to win this. Then today, if you're like this, and you've, you know, gone by the wayside and you're giving a little bit, today's the day to get back up on the tree. Get up there with Zacchaeus and other people. Uh, don't go for the lies and those annoying voices as to why you can't give like you used to give before. Yes, you can. I began this sermon by saying God believes in you. He believes you can do it. See, with Zacchaeus as with other individuals, the proof of his conversion, like I said before, was in the pudding. Uh, in doing. Luke 14.28. Turn to that place and then I'm going to close. Luke 14.28. Do you have it? Suppose, the Bible says there, one of you or all of you wants to buy a new building. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see 
if he has enough money to complete it. For if he says the foundation, for he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, these people, Victor Average, began to build and was not able to finish. Listen, we've all put our amens and our pennies together here to get here. We've all done this. But this... This is a beautiful scripture. Have you seen that? What a t I mean, it, it touches my heart every time I read it. I have been with you wherever you have gone. God wore out a few sandals. Because <laughs> we've been all over the place. Now I will make your name great and I will provide a place for my people so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Second Samuel chapter 7. Now that's, that's for us. That's what he's done. Uh, can, listen, a lot of people drive by here. And we're going to, we intend to beautify this place to put flags, big flags all around here. What I would like to see is people that are coming in, maybe their family members or people are driving down tennis and they're going to say, no, no, turn right there, turn right there. Go on, make, make a left, make a right, turn in Hunwood. I want to show you something. And they'll drive by here. And, don't look, don't look, don't look. Like if we're really looking at them, you know. <laughs> don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. Turn around, turn around, let's go by again. Turn around, turn around. Look, look, look. Look what they've done. Look, look, beautiful. That's what I intend to do. I believe that's what God wants. But I don't want it to be the opposite because there's always an opposite reaction. For the good that we've done, there's always going to be an evil and the devil will try and do that. For them to go by here and say, look it, look it. They put up a few flags, but they weren't able to finish it. It can turn out to be a bad testimony as well as a good testimony. But it's up to us. Some of you have pledged and we're going to be picking up more pledges in, in the coming you know, weeks and months because we got to get this thing together. See, and we have like a six-month obligation for our pledges in order to pay off the second loan there's a couple of families from our church they took out loans equity loans on their houses for us to get here we got to pay them back one church that we sent out lent us fifty thousand dollars to get in here we got to pay them back if we stick to our pledges that we said we would do it's going to come through but how many know that if is more than a two-letter word it's a big word that's the biggest two letters ah, a lot of in the english language if my people which are called by my name. Uh, it's up to us. And I don't want them to say, look at man, they started good. But they weren't able to finish it. No. But what an opportunity, what a testimony we have. We sit on the threshold of spiritual history, especially in this city. A city that we studied before. My wife went to the library years ago and studied church history in this city. There were three major churches. All three closed down for lack of of funds no no let it not be here with victory outreach now today we're going to make an altar call by allowing you not to leave here 
like the fly. Uh, you can be like the spy who came in from the gold. The altar call is going to be the offering plate. Going before you. We hadn't picked up the tithes and the offering. This is about the sixth, seventh time I've done this in the history of our church. Uh, that's why I ran in here. <laughs> when, I, when I did, I said, I want to pick up the offering. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, and I was waiting for some things. I had to wait in my office. I couldn't come yet. But praise God, everything just coincided. As I came in here, the people got here that I needed to talk to, and I just went right in here just in time. And then when I got there, they tell me, we already knew that. And I go, man, all right. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we were ready for it. We knew. Uh, but that's what we're going to do right now. But it's up to you. You want to listen to the world? What a waste. Look at all this. Well, that's up to you. What do you want to be known as? Or do you want to be like Zacchaeus? A lavish giver. And have God as the offering plate goes by, God's going to go, yes, 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 yes. Yes. I'm going to ask the ushers and usherettes to quickly stand. And I'm going to say a prayer. Altar call for all of us. Father, we're all making the altar call today. And I pray for this sanctuary to be turned into your altar. Don't let us leave the altar the same. We want to respond, reciprocate to your word. We want to be cheerful givers. Lord, you know the needs here. The last two weeks that we've been in here, the offers have been A1, tops, good, excellent, near excellent, real, real good. And I believe it's the, the people responding to what you did as they put their amens, their witnessing, their work, their worship, and their worship and giving unto you together. You've provided a place of our own. But Lord, I pray that we would have as you provided for Mary, excess, enough to spread around the world. This is a worldwide ministry. We have people that we would need to send out. We want to help in East Palo Alto, Redwood City, San Bruno, South San Francisco, and season, Vacaville, places that are going to need your gospel. We have a heart to do that, Jesus. More to Manila, India, Jakarta especially. But Lord, we're going to need an excess. And I pray that you would provide that. I don't believe I've ever prayed like that too much and too often. I'm doing it right now because I know what it's going to take. And I pray that we would all put ourselves in blessings way and return unto you what is already rightfully yours. The tithes that we owe to you and the offerings that we give to you. We give the offerings. We pay our tithes. It's that time right now. Bless the giver. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Go ahead and let's make the altar call. Don't let me leave this altar the same. Jesus, I need my life to be changed. All that I am, I surrender to you. Don't let me leave this altar.